0: morning, Harvey.
1: Good morning.
0: How are things, Harvey? You waiting for the big snowfall to come our way?
1: Well, I just if it comes, I just hunker down and stay at home.
0: That's right, and your plants are nice and warm in your garage.
1: Yeah, I got lots of them out there,
0: and it's heated, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. So I was just telling you before you came in this morning. You know, we were just talking about how you've been getting seed catalogs already. You said how many you've have you got so far? I must
1: have got at least a dozen.
0: Okay, I haven't got that many because you're probably on the list longer than me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're a little older, but I've been getting some of those as well. And just this morning, I just, this kind of made me chuckle. I got an email because of course, once you're on somebody's list, they must sell them to everybody. Yeah. So I just got an offer from a BC greenhouse. They're celebrating their biggest greenhouse sale in over two years. And until, now this is, Listen to this, Harvey. Until January 31st, we can save 10% on the greenhouse of our choice. It Says now is the time to buy. BC Greenhouse Builders is thrilled to offer our best greenhouses sale again for two months only. Oh, so, yeah. and you know y- you um have a greenhouse.
1: Yeah, I have a little one. Yeah, but
0: yours isn't. It's 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 is it's, it kind it's, of a self-made one or, or did you have? No,
1: wait. My sister bought it.
0: Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. Is it glass or?
1: It's a plastic,
0: plastic, okay, and
1: then it's it's the double layer, and it's it's got the holes in them and and stuff. It's it's a nice greenhouse.
0: So you can't use it in the winter.
1: No, no. I I wait until it gets a little bit warmer, and then even when I first start using it, I usually have to have a, um, a special or heating a, at night.
0: So do you have electricity there Yeah, hookup You can do. Yeah, it?
1: I got electricity in there, and and um, and water, and um, I'll. Turn it on at night. Uh, it's a little one that comes on. I keep it about um, 60 degrees in there at night. Then. And then, of course, if you
0: get the sun power, that yeah. makes it a lot warmer.
1: Oh, I mean, it it can be. 30 degrees outside and 80 degrees inside there when the sun's shining.
0: Yeah, and Barb, you know, Lampson has one, too, and she talks about hers will be, you know, 80, 80 degrees. But hers, I think, is glass, if I recall. Uh, or it's
1: a wood frame, I think, and then glass yeah, or something.
0: Yeah, so hers is probably maybe a little sturdier, but yours has worked well. You can start things a lot earlier.
1: I start just about all my seats I'll, I'll start in the garage where I've got heat in there.
0: Oh, you do it in the garage, yeah, okay.
1: And then I take them out after they get bigger.
0: So when do you are you able to bring them outside? 1st?
1: Oh, probably the end of um, March.
0: Which okay. is a lot oh, earlier first, than... The 1st of April. Yeah, because normally things you can't bring out until yeah. the end of May, beginning of June. So right. so there is our advantage. So I was looking at that it says, did you know that 3 in 5 of our customers are successfully growing their own food, even in winter? And <laughs> And you and I were saying, well, you'd have to for sure have heat.
1: You'd have to have a more sturdy... Um, a greenhouse and what I have.
0: Well, right here, I, I I just love this description. So they talk about this. It says our structural strength is our best benefit. We can upgrade our greenhouses to meet 140 miles per hour winds <laughs> and over 100 pounds per square foot for snow. So, uh,
1: <laughs> is that made out of glass or steel? <laughs> they lo- well, it
0: looks like I'm looking at the pictures. They're beautiful. It looks like they're made out of glass, but steel reinforced. First. And uh, they're beautiful, and you can get a free greenhouse magazine. It says, have you seen our new catalog that we reformatted to a magazine complete with curated articles and best practices for greenhouse growing? The positive feedback is so appreciated. So I might just, for kicks and giggles, send for this just to, to see what they've got and how much it costs. They don't have costs in here, it's prices in here. But, I mean, it, it would be great because it would be fun to, to do things in the winter. Oh, oh, yeah. But, I mean, you like you said, you would have to.
1: It would co- it, be, it would be costly as for Heating. the heat and stuff. Yeah. Um, mine has got its panels. It's it's got a frame, uh, and then there's panels in it. And on one side, I have to put plywood against it during the winter time because I got it real close to a shed. Okay and snow comes off of that shed and hits the greenhouse. So it is
0: not it is not designed for 100 pounds per square foot.
1: <laughs> one, one winter it it pushed in a couple of panels and then I had a heck of a time putting them back in in the spring. And so I just bring out plywood and sit alongside. It's only 4 foot high on the on the eaves on
0: the Oh, side. so you're, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I'm going to get this this magazine. I just think it sounds fascinating <laughs> on what what we can uh, amazing things we can do, right? Cuz I mean, hey, why not?
1: Well, I, you know, my garage is attached to the house, too, so yes. I, I can just go out there. It's like another room of the house, really, I, I what I use it for.
0: And you must have it well insulated in order to spend money oh, for yeah. heat, because otherwise, you know, heating a garage could be pretty spendy.
1: Well, yeah, and I got it done uh, off-peak, um, electric heat in there, so um, it, it, it cost me a little bit more, but... That's fine.
0: It's 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 our passion. It's our oh. it's kind of our relaxation, right? Yeah, yeah. It's therapy.
1: Wait, what are you going to do? You can't take it with you. You might as well spend it now.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right on the garden. So I was looking in my other book, uh, month by month gardening in Minnesota, and a lot of it, of course, says just sit back and plan and look out your windows and take a look at your trees in winter. And this is a good idea. It says, do they provide nice scenery as you look outside? The growth habit, the bark color and fruit can all add color and interest to the winter landscape. Note areas that are large enough to accommodate a tree and need a little winter interest.
1: See, you're talking about in town. I live out in the country. I know. I got a big space that I can see out there. <laughs> I can watch for deer come up and um, so I, I, yeah.
0: But but it is true, I mean, if you do have, even in the country though, sometimes you not want a nice windbreak and a place to put trees. And ha- I've seen so many in town, and maybe you've seen this too, when people plant trees, you know how when trees, when you get them, they're so little? Yeah. And so they'll plant them maybe three feet from the house. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And then they start to grow, and then they are wondering, well, what Start the heck?
1: scraping the house. and Right, yeah. yeah and
0: and they can also, the roots can get down and re- wreck your foundation if you, you know, certain.
1: Yeah, you don't want to plant trees close to the house. And and with, with all plants, no matter where you plant them, Uh, make sure you know what that tree is going to be or that plant is going to be when it's mature. Yeah, especially if you're if you're planting trees under <coughs> electric wire, that's not a good idea.
0: Oh, and you you see the ones the poor things you go around <coughs> boulevards where they've planted them, and that the tree was too f- tall for the site, and they look like these poor little I don't know what they look. they just like logs. And, and with, instead
1: of a peak, it's a flat. Yeah, on top. <laughs> and then they just look
0: <laughs> awful, and they usually don't last too long because it's kind of hard on them. But uh, we were talking about um, Christmas is coming up, so some people may get live Christmas trees for Christmas. I mean that that's a great idea because mm-hmm. then you can plant them. But uh, what do you do with them? It says you know live Christmas trees need to be planted as soon after the holidays as, as possible. But so what do you do? I mean,
1: well, in this country, I don't know this part of the uh, country. It, it's kind of hard to keep a tree a, a live tree over winter once Christmas is after over with.
0: Well, you know what? What I'm doing with some of my plants that I didn't get planted. I In my garden, I had a lot of uh, mulch from grass and from leaves. Mm-hmm. And so the ground actually isn't frozen. So some of my plants, just last weekend, you know, it's, it is pretty cold. I dug big holes and put those pots. I had like a couple of shrubs I hadn't got in. I put those in the ground and cover them up like they're planted. They're mm-hmm. in their, their pot still. So in the spring, then I'm just going to be able to pull them out. So, I mean, if you had something like that where you could dig a hole and put them underground, at least they'll be more protected from the the weather
1: but but if you're you're talking about a christmas tree though that's a that's well, a big hole
0: true well that's true Depends i mean depending on how big you get but if you yeah, get one in a pot, a pot i mean yeah
1: that might might work
0: yeah cuz they were saying you know what and uh, i always would rather have a live tree than cut something down i just I'm just, you know.
1: Oh, we used to always have a Christmas tree in there and barely insisted it goes from the floor to the ceiling.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And then it got to where we got older, and then we couldn't handle that. So then we went and got an artificial tree and still had to go up that big. But you put it in (laughs) sections then. Right, right. Well, now, the last few years, that's even too much. And so what we did is we took the top section and put it in the stand. And so our tree is only like three, four foot tall.
0: Okay. just so a nice when little we, one. that can handle. Right. And I think that happens with every everybody. In fact, sometimes if you look on Craigslist, you'll see free Christmas trees from people probably in your position. Yeah.
1: Don't, don't want it. Don't want to throw it away. And yeah,
0: because it's still nice. Yeah. Right. You
1: know. Part of mine didn't get, get thrown away because I just wanted the top. and uh,
0: Oh, didn't want so you on. just kept the top and figured out how yeah. to put it in, in a stand then?
1: Yeah, I got it got in the stand. And it's sitting on the coffee table right in the head of the window, and it was uh, pre-lit with white, and I like color, so I went and I got some colored bulbs, and, mm-hmm. and so it's got lots of color now, and it's got lots of bulbs on it because I It's in the house. Added, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, do you put lights outside anymore?
1: No, not anymore.
0: Yeah, my husband this year didn't go up on the roof and do any um he puts them around the trees, but I mean I think it's it kind of dangerous. Oh.
1: Yeah. I you know, what are we used to do? I, yeah, that was dangerous. You're on a ladder way up there trying to get them up, and then you've got to move the ladder so many times. So you're just trying to reach as far as you can. And,
0: and it's slippery and it's icy. Uh, so I just got an, an email from my husband that says, Not buying you a greenhouse for Christmas this year. <laughs> Sorry, not this year at least. <laughs> He's listening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So. Well, well, we know there's one person listening. In here. <laughs> well,
0: well, we have, we'll have to get that catalog, and he'll have to maybe, you know, look at it, too, and we'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, so let's talk about other Christmas trees because a lot of people might be going out to cut their own, and there's so many different kinds. I know we've talked about this before, but if you're thinking about getting a tree, it's still kind of early to get a tree in the house because really most houses are very dry. The air is very dry, and if that thing dries out, you're going to have needles all over and, I mean, so you've just got to really be careful about how you take care of them.
1: Well, if you're going to get a live tree, I would uh, first get a I mean, stand, are you talking a cut live tree? A cut live yeah, tree. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: First get a stand.
0: With substantial. W- with
1: water capacity. Yes,
0: because some of those little ones hold a couple cups, and that's just worthless.
1: When when you first put it up, it's going to take a lot of water. And then that that would be my first suggestion is, is to find a stand that um, has got a lot of water capacity. Then when you get the tree, we always used to bring it, we used to try and get it um, the first weekend after the Thanksgiving, but usually the second week or so. And then we'd bring it into the garage and uh, it, it was heated out in, in there, but not, not like I have it now. And we'd get a, a, a bucket of water and we'd stick it in a bucket of water and then I'd hang it from the ceiling so it would stay straight, and we just put it in the bucket of water. Oh, so um, you
0: just took, like, a, a rope or something to make it just stand straight? Yeah. Not, yeah. like, dangling? like Yeah, just
1: <laughs> dangle from the ceiling. <laughs> no. And I, we'd leave it in there for a week, and then, then we uh take it out, and then... Well, we, we cut it first before we put it in the bucket right, of water. Right. I think that's
0: the key because what happens after you do that cut, they seal over because they got like a sap yes. thing. And then if you put it in water, then there's no way for them to take up more water. So you have to make a fresh cut every time.
1: Yeah. And then when we bring it out, then we cut it again. And then I used to take it just uh, down at the bottom. I scrape the bark off uh, maybe about a half inch all the way around too. So you got more uh, area that can absorb the water. And that's when we put it in the house. Then. But, you know, uh,
0: in the old days, they used to put candles and things on the trees. I don't know how uh, more places didn't burn down. I really don't. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, because, and even before when the lights used to be a lot hotter, yeah. now the lights are, are cool. You yeah, you
1: have all these little lights, and and they're warm, but they're not hot like the the old ones.
0: Oh, right. It, yeah, so, I mean, really be safe and, and pay a little more for some of the LED lights that aren't going to get warm. We still have some of those old bubble ones, but I'm not going to use them anymore because no. you look at the wiring, it just isn't uh, no, safe. No, it's not They're safe. They're beautiful, but... Yeah,
1: but I, w- I would even be a little um, cautious, even with the lights that we have today. If you let that tree dry out, you better be very careful and only put lights on when you're in the ho- house then, too. Right. Because even those little lights, you know, if the tree is really dry, it don't take much to start it.
0: Oh, right, and, and you know, if your tree does start to get dry and it's Christmas hasn't come yet, you might think about taking it out ahead of time. Yeah, because it's
1: once it gets dry and, and gets uh, that uh, can't get absorbed the water anymore, it, it's going to get worse all the time.
0: Well, you know, and, and also, it's a time of year maybe if you haven't replaced your bulbs in your smoke detectors. Seriously, this is a time of year yeah. when, when firefighters talk about a lot of. Uh, Fires because of candles, because of things like dry trees. So uh, maybe that's something that we could just let people think about as well.
1: Oh, one suggestion would be if if it does dry out and you want to take it out early, go put it outside someplace where you brace it up a little bit outside of a window and and, then leave it for the birds.
0: Oh, you mean like so that. So don't put it put yeah. it in right, or you mean after you're, after you're done?
1: Yeah, after you're done in the house, take it outside and put it by a window. And uh, some people string popcorn or whatever around a tree, and you'll be surprised at how many birds you'll f- have.
0: Well, and that's the thing. A lot of times people throw the trees away because the city does have a um, program where they pick them up. Yeah. And I guess, you know, if, if you're not going to have any, use that. Uh, yeah.
1: If you, don't, if you don't want a monkey with it or something, that's a good place to put it.
0: But that is true. Or even the evergreen branches sometimes putting them over your, your garden just to kind of protect maybe your hostas yeah. or things, and yeah. that will also pro- provide cover for some of the animals, things like that.
1: You know, when, when you use mulch on a garden, which it would, would be, uh, you're not going to keep it from freezing. You're going to keep it from freezing thawing, oh, freezing, freezing thawing, thawing which in the is spring. the hard part of it. Uh, yeah. Your, pl- lamp, your plants will die in the spring. Not during the winter when it's cold.
0: Right. Now they're, they're just dormant now. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. with this that freeze and thaw where they all of a sudden just like, oh, time to wake up. And they wake up and then freeze again. Yeah. They're dead. Yeah. We'd get that. So We'd probably die if we were freezing and thawing all the time too. <laughs> would we? <laughs>
1: but, but yeah. And then the other thing is your indoor plants. Um, sometimes you maybe have to dust them off or stick them in the shower and turn the water on a little bit or some just to get the dust off your leaves and your plants in the house. They will do a lot better.
0: Do you do that? I know Barb does.
1: I do on some.
0: Although I've made the mistake. here. Here's here's a, a not very smart thing I did. I have just put them in there and I put the shower on, and I haven't put a bag on them, and then basically all that <laughs> drainage, get dirt all over the bathtub. So you should have, like, and Barb has mentioned this, take some sort of yeah. a plastic bag and then tie it tight around where the, the stem or whatever is, and that way... The, the, the uh, water is not all out. going in the tub because it, it kind of makes a mess in Because bl- if you've got
1: a pot that's going to and gets wet, the dirt's going to come out the bottom. It?
0: Right. And it, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's not a very. And then, you know, some plants you just can't. They, they're too big. I've got a Christmas cat- cactus that is so big I can't move it anymore. I found a place for it and it seems to do okay there. It. Um, is not, doesn't get flowers all the way around it because it do, isn't cool enough. But where by the window it, it's, uh, it has its flowers and stuff. And it likes it there and so it'll stay there.
0: Yeah. And my uh, Christmas cactus has got, so I'm going to need to repot it because sometimes the soil gets so old and you pretty much have rinsed all the nutrients out from watering for years and years and it's sort of like a rock now. But it's still blooming. It's blooming now and everything. Well,
1: that's what happened with this one. It, it, I repotted it and found a place for it and then it's It's going to stay there.
0: It's flourishing. Yeah. All right. So here's a question. Poinsettias. A lot of people get poinsettias during the holidays. And by the way, whoever thought of putting glitter on the real poinsettia plants, what the heck were they thinking? Have you (laughs) seen the mess that glitter causes? Yeah. Have you been in the stores? They'll, they'll, they'll like put, I mean, it's pretty, it's sparkles, but. For Pete's sake.
1: Well, that's the same. I've got trees when they start putting all this foam on it, <laughs> different colored <laughs> trees. and evergreen is an evergreen. So it should
0: be green, huh, Harvey? Yeah, it should be green. <laughs> well, I was talking about poinsettias and what, what you can do to uh, extend their life. It says poinsettias need at least 14 hours of complete darkness each night for 6 to 10 weeks to trigger the bloom. So most uh, greenhouses have already done that for you, which is right. why you're getting the nice <clears throat> bloom. Uh, And if you manage to keep your potted poinsettia alive until next fall, if you can do that, you can trick it into bloom every night, place a a light-proof bag over the plant, or put it in a closet to force the bloom in time for Christmas. I have never done that. I've thought about doing that. But honestly, it's too much work and too much to remember. Well,
1: yeah, in our church, they always have poinsettia, and then afterwards, some people them up there but they don't want them afterwards and that one year I took I got a couple of them and um, um, I put them outside in, in the summertime and I kept them there and then p- put them back in the gra- or house the garage in, in the mm-hmm. wintertime again and and uh, I kept them for a couple of years but
0: you did uh, did they bloom again not you didn't m- probably treat them right
1: no I didn't and I, I was going I did try on one of them but boy that's a lot of work
0: yeah, I really think if you're, g- I mean, there are people that are dedicated that actually do that.
1: Well, you think if you're going to keep them in the dark for 16 or 17 hours, then you got to get them out and get them in the sun for the rest of the day and then back again. Um, yeah, it was, it was.
0: Too much work. Yeah. yeah. I
1: started on it and I threw it.
0: <laughs> Good intentions. You know, if uh, you've, if you've traveled to, uh, tropical places poinsettias are an outdoor plant you'll see them growing everywhere. i remember when <laughs> i first went down to i was in australia and I looked out and i saw poinsettias everywhere i'm like whoa! Oh, how are in hawaii too and they're everywhere yeah. and you just think wow how cool is this they have poinsettias in the summer but it's like well yeah because that's <laughs> that's where they're that's, originally yeah, from yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean and, and it's our it's our christmas yeah. i guess our our little christmas special tea. So, what other things are you thinking about now, uh, looking at the seed catalogs? The, I was mentioning to you, I just got this one seed catalog, and in the past, there's these yum-yum peppers that I absolutely love. My husband loves them and wants me to plant every year. They're kind of snacking sweet peppers, yeah, and they, they're they yellow and green and orange and red, just beautiful, and they're really pretty. Hmm. But th- there was only one place that had it in the past was Gurney's, so I don't know if it was their variety or whatever but they want for a packet of 10 seeds like eight dollars 99 cents so i mean that's where i've been buying them i would wait sometimes they have sales online or things but i just found a new seed catalog that i just got called seeds and such and i'm not promoting any particular brand brand or anything but i'm just saying in here for a packet it's 259 and i thought wow sometimes well actually though it says 20 packets and up, if you buy twenty packets or more, they're only a dollar ninety nine each. Yeah, <laughs> but if you buy one to nine packets, it's two seventy nine, which is a heck of a lot less than eight ninety nine. So sometimes it pays to to shop.
1: Well, I don't know if seeds have a, a period where you, if you develop one that you, you nobody else can.
0: Um, like a, the, like it's um uh, patented or something patent, so you, yeah. until yeah until because i found that with the knockout roses before you could only get them like one source and then now you can find them a lot of different places i think there must be some i don't know what it, that is but i think yeah. you're right
1: and then uh, you know a lot you get a lot of seed catalogs but if you go back to the um original owner a lot of them are owned by the same company oh.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, th- there's. That's there's why
1: you get more seed catalogs because yes. you get one from each one, and everybody's, in that company is trying to outdo the other one, you know.
0: Well, they're all related because I was looking. There's Brex bulbs, and and all of a sudden, there's these other catalogs that are selling bulbs, and this, then you look if you look online, they're all connected, and and then Van Jeans or whatever, and I think, well. Wow, they, you know, and but they sell it different things. They market them differently. Yeah. But I mean, it's I guess it's just a way, if you've had bad luck with one, well, then go to this <laughs> one. Do you know a site that tells you some of the differences? It's Dave's Garden. There's a place, a site online that if you go to, it's I
1: think g- I've seen it.
0: Yeah. It will, I mean, it's got verified people who do reviews. And it talks about, you know, the problems they've had or things that have been taken care of. And it lists the top companies. So I encourage people to go to that because I've looked up some things and not ordered because of that.
1: You know, I'm surprised that they are still sending out so many uh, paper uh, catalogs. I I get, I think it's five or six different seed uh, companies online every morning.
0: Oh, I get more than that online every morning.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
0: and twenty percent off today, free shipping today, flat shipping rate today. Oh,
1: it's just—I mean, it's it's every morning they've got something a little different on it, and and, and so you know it's going to. I order a lot of my seats online too, so you're going to get away from the paper um, catalogs pretty soon. But, but they're nice, you know. These, you you open up a catalog and you got a whole page of different varieties, and so it's easier to look at them like that. Right. So it's six or one, half dozen, you know, the other, what they use and stuff. And,
0: and and you can buy seeds at your local stores too because oh yeah. there's a lot of choices there as well. And sometimes the nice part about that is you can ask if it's a greenhouse or a nursery where the people know what they're doing, they can recommend something that they know works for this area. So that's another benefit of shopping local.
1: Yeah, and then uh, anybody that's out there that wants some information, just call the extension office and ask for a master gardener and and they were glad to help you.
0: Oh yeah, uh, the extension service is really wonderful yeah. ab- to really ask about any mm-hmm. information.
1: And I always say, tell people, I said, if you've got a plant in a pot, you're a gardener.
0: Yeah, because some people say, oh, I've got a brown thumb, I can't garden, but you're right.
1: And and I I'd love to help people out, you know, and if they need some information or what, what works for the, and a lot of times, you know, as master gardeners, we have to follow the University of Minnesota extension uh, where...
0: Science-based. Yeah,
1: science-based. But, you know, you can, uh, some things uh, that you can uh, show people. And uh, things that work in your garden maybe will not work in their garden because the soil is different. It's so important that you uh, find out what kind of soil you have first, and then uh, go from there. And the, the university, uh, you can get the soil test uh, and um, go from. There. And they'll they'll kind of tell you what your soil needs, you know, and stuff too. So, um,
0: uh, the last time I did that, I think it was a couple years ago. I did that, and it was I think seventeen dollars per sample. And I did a whole bunch of them because I had never sampled the soil, and I was amazed to find how good my soil was because, you know, I've been working on it for years, adding compost and, and different things, organic fertilizers, and so mine was really good, but if especially if you're starting on a new site, you might really want to test that because nothing worse than adding more than you need because you're paying for stuff you don't need and also polluting.
1: Well, you know, when a new house is built, so what they do is they dig a hole, push the dirt off to the site, and then after all they push it back on. Well, you don't know what Soil is right next to the house, what is out a little bit further. Uh, it can make a big difference just six, seven feet away from uh, one space to another.
0: Well, that's what I, because I did that at my house here in town. We I took a sample from the north side of the house, the south side of the house, the east side and the west, and I know that there's been areas that I've been working Harder um, on, yeah. yeah, developing, and certainly there was a difference in the the nutrients, and so I had to treat each area differently.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different uh, materials that you can put into a in the garden and incorporate them and stuff that makes a difference uh, on your pH and all that. And,
0: and, and now with farms, they have everything that's yeah. uh, computerized. So you know, in the past, you used to have to do you did soil tests, like my dad, yeah. and you'd put a blanket of Fertilizer, hoping that that took care of everything. Now they have so they can actually, I mean, almost tell it to the the, the foot that, of what yeah. the needs are.
1: They they will have it on their computer, and when they spread the fertilizer on it'll shut off and go on in different amounts and stuff like that. You know, the talking about uh, computers and stuff, if you ever look, go down a road and look at a cornfield or a bean field and just notice how straight the rows are, you know, As opposed to in the past? <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to in the past. You know, they were never always real straight. But now you can just tell that they've got that. Um, Down
0: to a science, yeah, art, I should and say. And so they
1: just turn the corner and let the tractor go, and it just follows the path. And
0: I, I always remember my dad saying, uh, whenever because I used to do a lot of work in the fields, too, and, and milking the cows and everything, because my dad had all girls. And he would always, i say, well, Dad, how do you know you're going straight? He says, I pick a point in the distance, and I just keep my eye focused <clears> on that, and I just keep going toward it, and that's how you get your you know your first straight line in the middle of the field. Because otherwise, how do you do it?
1: You know, I still do that.
0: Oh, you still do okay.
1: when I'm when I'm mowing.
0: Oh, sure.
1: If I want to mow, I just look straight ahead. And if there is a tree right there, I'm going to aim right for that tree. So, you know, once a farmer, always a farmer.
0: That's right. And then, but but it was always funny because sometimes you know you probably did the same thing. You'd work late into the night or the morning because you were worried about <coughs> rain coming. I when I was uh, tilling. Uh, cultivating because, you know, to get the weeds out of between the corn rows, I always knew if my dad had fallen asleep because all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> there was this a big, like, whoops! <coughs> big crossover in the field where he had obviously fallen asleep, and you know, obviously that's dangerous, but but I mean, I'm sure well, you've done that too, working well, late hours. Well,
1: I'm old enough to, know, to remember check corn, you know, where they used to check the corn. You'd have a wire and it the Planter would go through, and there was a knob on the wire, so that's where we'd plant. And then you'd move that wire over, so that the corn. So you could cultivate one way, and then crossways. So oh. it was always square.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: you used to cultivate crossways instead of just one way.
0: I that was obviously before my time. Yeah,
1: old check corn. You know, I'll huh? have
0: to look that up. But yeah, because I was just always thinking about how things have advanced, and even in in our gardening, how we do things so differently. I'm sure from when you were. Yeah. First starting out.
1: Well, I, I I didn't get into garden until it was after I retired. Really? Yeah. Didn't
0: you as a kid on, on the farm? Because no, my I, parents, I that's never, how I got I involved. Was, I was never
1: involved with a garden. And then after we married, Beverly was the gardener. Ah. And so when I retired, then she incorporated me into the garden. And but two. now sh-
0: she never became a master gardener, but you did.
1: She would not take the course because she said if you're the master gardener, if something goes wrong, it's your fault. (laughs) And she always told me, you are smart, but I am wise.
0: Oh, my God. That's great. (laughs) So you're the one that gets on the radio to tell the knowledge, and your wife's like, yep, and if it screws up, they can go, yeah, some master gardener he is, huh?
1: Uh, and she was tr- the truly master gardener in our family
0: even though she didn't have the uh, certificate uh,
1: right, right. it's just it, it, i always have to laugh at oh, that's what she told me if anything goes wrong it's your fault cuz you're the master gardener <laughs> and then when i i did retire and then um, um to do so- something she said you plant it now weed it and nice. uh, she just had to weed. Because planting is gardens. more fun than
0: weeding, I think.
1: <laughs> she loved to weed. Uh, she'd be out there all day weeding.
0: Good for her. Yeah. yeah. That's no what job. she liked and to do. So she, was your garden weedy? Because, you know, your wife passed away. Was it a year or two? Uh, it's been two years it's now. It's been two years. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's more weedy now than okay. it used to be. Okay, <laughs>
0: you have to let your your expectations down a little bit. <laughs> well, Harvey, we are out of time, but I want to thank you for coming in. It's always great to talk to you and, and having your wisdom, even though you're a master gardener, but you've got wisdom of the farmer yep. in you from, from many, many years, and I want to thank you, and uh, hopefully let's see next week. I don't know if you can come back next week, but Barb's going to be gone for a while down south. So Okay. All right, look forward to it. Yeah, thank All right, you. right, bye-bye. Bye. Always love to talk to Harvey has master gardener extraordinaire. It is one minute past 10. You're listening to a Minnesota Morning at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin online at KMSU.org. Broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University Mankato. Big idea.